I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Philadelphia's Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, three Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. It's Dom time. Now, Dom Giordano. Hey, good Monday, everyone. Welcome in. It is Dom time. Wouldn't you like to have a phalanx of secret service around you? And if your vehicle's window was going to be smashed or carjacked, have them open fire. Of course, not saying too much that they didn't hit anything. That's what happened over the weekend in in, uh, Washington, which arguably, I don't know. We got Larry Krasner. They have a lot of people. Arguably... Police have reported more than 750 carjackings this year and more than 6,000 reports of stolen vehicles in the district. And I think the district is only about, hmm, I don't even know if it's half the size of Philadelphia when you look at everything in total. So people were attempting to break into a parked government vehicle, an unmarked Secret Services vehicle. Now, aren't we told if people are going to do that, whether it's stealing your car, carjacking, whatever, we're told the solution is just let them alone, give it to them. It's not worth it. You're not supposed to try to take their life. You're not supposed to put your life at risk. So why are the Secret Service then firing on these uh, attempted carjack uh, thieves or uh, stolen vehicle thieves in Washington. They were out in Georgetown for the night with, as I said, Hunter Biden's daughter. Why in the world not just let them take it? Certainly, you don't open fire. Think of how you put everybody at risk there. Is a vehicle worth killing one of these people over if the Secret Service were able to uh, shoot correctly? I just want to know what the answer is here. We're told all the time in these situations, it's only a vehicle. Does it make it more? Is it government secrets inside there? Are the Hunter Biden tapes in there? Does Naomi, Hunter Biden's daughter, have something in there? I just find it to be curious. Opening fire on them. And it underlines that administration protected by Secret Service and phalanxes of people 
through the extended family versus what Americans experience in a place like Washington, D.C. That is completely out of control. Just like any of the nation's big cities are, there is no doubt how out of control it is. All right. um, We're all still looking back on last Tuesday. I think uh, in its own way, every bit as shocking as the midterms, the potency of abortion, etc. But I have kind of grudgingly said that I thought Republicans were doing a decent job. Now I would draw that remark. They're trying, but they're not getting the message. Uh, Ethan Kay, Ethan Kay, uh, who we've often had on the show, and you've heard him on with Nick in the morning. I saw his Twitter on, I guess it was Friday, about mail-in balloting. Now, we'll uh, get him back on again, because I think it's important to turn the heat up on Republicans. Guess what he said Democrats were doing on Election Day? And it's not cheating. It's just like, what the hell is going on here with Republicans? They're not driven. They're just not driven enough up to my level. We need people that are driven to beat these people or we're going to lose the country. Democrats were out there on their iPads, etc. And as people left the polls, they were getting them to sign up for mail-in ballots. Now, why would they do that? Well, they get them to sign up for the mail-in ballot. And Ethan makes that point on his Twitter. Once a voter is banked or enrolled to vote by mail, it's about a 90% chance of the voter returning their ballot. 90%. Yes, I'm Mr. Turn up on election, but we can't count on these people to do it. So Democrats, he says, reach their firewall of 400,000. I believe this was in the uh, Supreme Court race. 400,000 mail-in ballots. They knew when they got to that, these would be Democrat voters, if not every single one, 98%. And they knew it would be almost impossible to overcome that. He also talks about this mail-in ballot operation they're running cost about $2 a person turnout, whereas the getting people on election day turnout cost over $15. So if you're wondering where does all this Democrat money, why does it seem to be limitless that they're able to spread it around on turnout, he points to that as a factor. I don't see uh, Republicans at this. Look, he won't come on the show anymore. And I've said it when he is the guy running the state Republicans. Come on all at once. He's not the guy. He, He can't do this. We've talked about this before. I don't know what it takes. And look at how preposterous the Republican Party is in Philadelphia. And you can say, well, who cares about Philadelphia? Guess what? You're going to care when we have a Supreme Court race or when we have the presidency on the ballot, then you're going to care because if we just sit here and let Philadelphia run amok, adding in their cheating and the legitimate votes, 
then we're just never going to win. Why in the world does it take the house to fall on us to understand this? So um, I don't know what the next move is. He lays it out brilliantly. Imagine Democrats there on election day with their iPads. And these are people that turned up to vote, doing their duty as a citizen. And what do they do? (laughs) They register them for mail-in ballots. Why? They can do it right there. It's not costing anything. Two, they know once they get that going, they are already now, in 2024, (laughs) they're already banking people to vote. Oh, God. You know, to beat the enemy, you got to just not have rose-colored glasses. You have to say, we see what they're prepared to do. What are we prepared to do? All right, 855-839-1210, you can get on board with Dom. AT&T and Verizon Wireless, all you have to do is just push pound 1210. Now, Dan and I, <coughs> Dan and I have uh, tried for a while, maybe he'll come on now, to get on Bishop Strickland. Bishop Strickland is a conservative Catholic bishop in Tyler, Texas. He has said things that he doesn't see how anybody could vote, at least for most Democrats, given the life issue. He has said that Pope Francis and his buddies around him are trying to change the Catholic Church in a way that you really can't do and still have it be the Catholic Church. Some of the people around the bishop even say it's heresy they're involved in. Well, Pope Francis, over the weekend, bounced him from his role. Yes, took out a bishop, unheard of, as the bishop of that diocese. He's Bishop Emeritus now. He doesn't run it anymore. And one of the things, it it just dawned on me, one of the things this guy, this bishop, talks about is the Latin Mass. Now, I'm not a fan of the Latin Mass. I like the Mass in English better. I was an altar boy at Conspiracy 220 during <laughs> the Latin Mass. So, but should we be going after Catholics as the FBI in Richmond? Remember all that? If they choose to go to the Latin Mass, that indicates they must be radicals. Okay? Remember how that played, and that's still ongoing. So, this bishop is taken out by Pope Francis. And the only time a bishop gets taken out, if there is, say, a sex scandal, a big financial scandal, uh, something where there's outright heresy being preached, this guy isn't doing this. Pope Francis didn't like him because he is a traditional Catholic. And he was calling attention to the fact that people like Joe Biden are having it both ways. Extreme on abortion, but called a devout Catholic. And it's not about getting in the weeds of the Catholic faith. This has political value. If you can have that brand in abortion anytime, anywhere, and devout Catholic, 
when you parade around as Biden does, that's a huge advantage. That's the point. All right, let me give you the side question today. And uh, I went back and I took a look at it. It didn't look that remarkable when I took a look at it. But in reality, it hadn't happened before. Uh, Henry, you put this together. Do you know who the first one to take down a backboard was? Because on this date in history, Daryl Dawkins, who I met once, along with Joe Vento, if you could imagine. They came back uh, first class from Phoenix that have, have a picture somewhere of Dawkins and Joey Vento together in Philadelphia Airport with me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in the middle and I look like the normal humanoid. And then yeah. suddenly Joey Vento, five foot five, and then Daryl Dawkins towering over that, you know. The complete extreme. Oh, and both with jewelry on. I had no jewelry. So it looks like this is a civilization where people are supposed to wear jewelry. Huge amounts of jewelry. So do you know who took down the first backboard that we know of? And the date I have is uh, in the 1941, I think. 1941? Yes. Oh, man. I don't have the darndest clue. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. I just happened to see it when I was looking at this. Chuck Connors, the rifleman. Never even heard of him. Never heard of the rifleman? No. Oh, my God. All right. Well, the Rifleman... <laughs> Sounds like a shooter to me. Yeah, well, it's a, a classic uh, TV Western of the 50s that still is in syndication for a million years. You see it all over the place. He did it because the backboard apparently may have been misaligned. Oh. He's pretty strong, pretty big. He played pro basketball, too, and then he was the Rifleman. But Daryl Dawkins, on this day, took down the backboard. And I watched the dunk several times. There was nothing ferocious about it. He was just ungodly strong even for an nba player one of the strongest that's ever played he did it several times in fact i think Shaq did it a couple times so we're looking for something that you couldn't believe your eyes when you saw it particularly if you saw it in real time not just sports think outside of sports the moment you saw something You know, maybe you weren't expecting it. No one was expecting the backboard to come down. And the guy that was underneath it didn't move too quickly, if you notice. Glass is shattering all over the place. I don't know how stuff didn't hit him and a big shard comes down. Then he moves. Right. (laughs) I think he was in shock that a basket would break like that. It's never happened. It's like, what do I do? Exactly. I mean, Will played all those years and he didn't. I don't think if Will tried, he would probably do it every time. But uh it's got to be something weird, too, about the backboard for it to come down when you see some of the dunks. All right, so we're looking for that. I'll take one off the board. Budge wire. I know people love to call in that one. Wow. Sorry, that's not going to win. Yeah. That was wild. It was during a snowstorm. He was the secretary of the Treasury, I think, caught in some financial scandal. With the reporter's air, big news conference, takes a big gun out of his... <laughs> vanilla envelope, and shoots himself right in front of them. A couple of local channels carried it, and then they replayed it. Then they stopped doing it. I think people thought that was enough. All right, Henry, do you have one? Sports or not? I I do. I I am thinking more sports-oriented. Okay. Uh, I mean, something that I couldn't believe when it happened was the double doink in the uh, 2018 NFC. uh, That's a really good one. The odds on that happening, uh, the Bears. Uh, The Bears, former Eagles kicker Cody Parkey missing the kick. You know, it hits the upright, then it hits the crossbar, then falls out. I mean, you don't 
see that ever, and you never see it in a playoff game. So, I mean, that was extraordinary. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't know if it ever happened in the NFL, that exact sequence. All right, that's a good one. So it could be sports-related. It could be political. It could be you just can't believe it happened. It's so rare. Whatever it is, particularly if you saw it in real time, that's the side question today. It puts you in the running. Coming up uh, to uh, a phenomenon that I just, uh, I don't get, and maybe somebody can tell me, men at showers. Roe went to a shower over the weekend, and there were several guys there. I just don't get that. I asked Roe, what do you do at the uh, shower there? Uh, we talk, we eat, and maybe we open presents fairly labor. What are the guys doing there? Henry, have you ever gone to a shower? No, and I can't imagine that'd be a whole lot of fun either. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. I, I need some guys that have gone to a shower, though. And uh, the guys involved, I don't think were like in their 20s or anything like No, they weren't. They were older. They t- Rose said, oh, everybody knows that. Men go to showers now. What? I'm not getting dragooned to go to a shower. Yeah, that's this, too much. This is the first I've heard of this. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's what we do on this show. We unveil stuff that I thought of the Daryl Dawkins backboard dunk and all these guys at his shower. I witnessed it. All right. Phone lines are 855-839-1210. What the heck is the Secret Service discharging their weapons for? Shouldn't they have just scared them off and said, Secret Service? Stop doing that. Get out of here. Or approached them and, and arrested them or something. You opened fire? Wow. I thought we weren't supposed to do that. I think we're told you never do this. Larry Krasner know about this. All righty, 855-839-1210. That's how you get in with Dom here on Talk Radio 1210. Dom Giordano's show. So we have Tim Scott. Just uh, there, There's something uh, right in front of your eyes, just in the middle of an interview with his buddy Trey Gowdy on Fox News Channel last night. He apparently hadn't told his staff yet, which is poor form, saying he was suspending his campaign. He was dropping out. All right. Side question today. Something you saw maybe in real time, or at least you've seen it enough, sports or otherwise, and you went, that's unbelievable. I got to see that again. How did that happen? This is the day that Dawkins shattered the backboard in 1979. So Tim Scott drops out, and um, I still think he is a potential v- uh, vice presidential. Think of Mike Pence. Think of the religious thing. Trump put him in. Uh, I think it'd be a nice playoff. He was ponderous at best, though, during debates and everything else. I mean, I uh, I didn't hear the guy that I had on the show and maybe that you thought. So, you know, he burned through a lot of money, tens of millions of dollars, apparently. Now, of course, the other side is blaming Trump, the media saying, what is it with these Republicans? They don't want this optimistic, civil, Reagan type of Republican. Okay, (laughs) so, you know, they're going to go that way. No, I mean, he just, there is nothing there that gets the juices flowing with Tim Scott. It's the delivery. His story is incredible. His story is only in America. One generation from cotton to Congress. I'm moved every time I think about that. 
But they're trying to say it's because he's not divisive and mean. That's why he couldn't get the juices flowing here. (laughs) It's not about that. There's no excitement there. And I file that under when you see people start to run for president. Until they get in that ring, you don't know what it's going to be like. And then after a couple of weeks, you can see it doesn't match. I don't see it. But as a VP choice, I think Tim Scott is certainly someone to take a look at. And I do think Trump is taking a look at him, considering that. All right, so 855-839-1210. Sixers off to an unbelievable start. They look energized. They're playing incredibly well. Yet over the weekend, they had to deal with the lawlessness that's in Philadelphia. Kelly Oubre Jr., he's a new, um, I would say he's a small forward more than anything they brought in. I don't know what he was averaging when he was hurt, but prior to, you know, the first five or six games in, he was averaging around 20 a game, gave them quite a spark. They were going to make him a six-man. He's apparently crossing at Broad and Spruce, gets hit by a car turning. I guess it would be turning. It seemed like it would be turning. I can't tell. Maybe turning right there. And uh, flees the scene, of course. Hit and run. We're seeing more and more of this in lawless Philadelphia. I mean, it's the high-speed stuff, hitting someone at Broad and Spruce. And then just fleeing the scene. He appears as if he has some pretty severe injuries, but young, athletic, you know, he'll recover from them pretty quickly. But just another example of the type of stuff that routinely goes on here in Krasner land. All right, 855-839-1210. That's how you get in. So Tim Scott, worthy guy, Christian guy. I mean, even does he have a girlfriend? He's a 58-year-old bachelor. You know the implications there. All this stuff comes up when you run for president. People that have been in a public eye that have been scrutinized tremendously, there's nothing like it, though, when you finally run for president. Then the scrutiny is overwhelming. And I thought that Scott was just, even though very Christian, very civil, very much the American story. There's just no energy there for a campaign. The argument is, yeah, but that's because he's Ronald Reagan all of a sudden. He's not Ronald Reagan. His views may be somewhat Ronald Reagan-esque, but that's the argument they're using Tim Scott to make. And he drops it right in the middle of the show with Trey Gowdy out of nowhere. So now we're down to... Well, we're still not down to the, well, we're down to the final four in the participation trophy part of the tournament with Christy, Vivek, Nikki Haley, and DeSantis. I don't see any of them dropping out as long as they have the money, as long as they think they're getting something out of it. At least in the case of DeSantis through Iowa, I would think through New Hampshire, in the case of Nikki Haley, She'll stick in at least through South Carolina. Christie will go to the ends of the earth chasing Trump. And Vivek's got his own money, so probably stick in there. They have one more debate coming up. 
now down to four. All right, let's go to uh, Richard in Westchester on Talk Radio 1210. Hey, Richard, good afternoon. I like Tim Scott. He's just too much of a nice man. I mean, he is really, truly a nice guy. Well, wait a minute, though. So nice guys uh, can't finish first, then? Is that you're saying they're right there, that you need to be mean? Well, I'm not mean. I think, you know, he's he's a gentleman, and gentlemen don't, don't do well in politics. If, uh, they, they never get the same same uh, respect back that they're giving to other people. Well, I think some of it, though, too, Richard, is that he's slow and ponderous in the response. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's never going to get uh, anybody excited. I think Ronald Reagan was pretty much a gentleman, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. You're right on that one. I, you got me there. Okay. Okay. Anyway, when I, I in, the, in November of 1963, I came home from Sunday school, obviously on a Sunday, and the television was on, and my father was with me. And I saw Jack Ruby go in and pull a gun and oh, yes. stick it right in the Lee Harvey Oswald's stomach and pull the trigger. And right I, on live television. And my mother, my father was just flabbergasted. Yeah. I was 10 and, years old. And those cops with the cowboy hats on looking like dummies uh, standing there. How do you take yeah. Lee Harvey Oswald out in front of hundreds of people? I was 10 years old. I figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is a great one. That has been voted among the top 10 things we've seen that there was no, even all the conspiracy people, only so much they can do. Jack Ruby right on top of them, killing them. I mean, they even, uh, Tussauds uh, Wax Museum in Atlantic City even had a diorama of that scene of the, of the shooting with the, with, the, with the numbskulls with the cowboy hat standing with their teeth in their mouth. Unbelievable. That is a great one. Thank you, Richard. Yep, that's a good one. I should have taken that one off the board, too. I didn't want to take all the good ones off, but that is a, uh, you know, when you see something like an assassination, that is something you can't believe it, but particularly Lee Harvey Oswald in front of all those cops. All right, 855-839-1210, you get on board. Tim Scott gone, you heard what Richard said. Yeah, I think he's an exceptionally nice guy. But does that mean the other side is trying to tell? Well, the latest controversy, and I think, Henry, you have this over the weekend, because Trump used the word vermin to talk about all these people in the deep state and media that he's going to uh, ferret out in his second term. Morning, Joe and Robert and uh, John Meacham. I'm John Meacham. He's the head historian who whispers into Biden's ear. Meacham. And Morning Joe, here's what they said about using vermin. Well, here we go. Because to call your opponents vermin, Mm -hmm. to dehumanize them, is to not only open the door, but to walk through the door toward the most ghastly kinds of crimes. And gives me no pleasure to start off a, a Monday morning talking about this. But I have a small plea to all of my Republican friends, and I live in Tennessee, so that's redundant, right? I got Republican friends. For all of those folks, think again, think anew about this. This is not about the age of the incumbent president. This is not about your opinion of the incumbent vice president of the United States. This is about your candidate's front runner, your party's front runner, who is, in fact, now as clearly as you can do it, 
is putting American democracy, human rights, the rule of law below his own ambition. And the other thing is, it looked to me as if he were reading that off the prompter. Right. Yeah. Right. Let me me show you this really quickly. No, he wasn't popping up. Let me show you that Carlos Lozada uh, had some uh, had an op ed in in the Sunday Times with a headline that I'm sure jarred a lot of people. A Trump Biden rematch is the election we need. It makes a very persuasive argument on that front. Let me read this to you. That's enough. Morning, Uh, Joe. We get the point. I know it's hard to cut him here, Henry. There's a bloviate. Mika, get me some more coffee. They love talking. Mika, get that coffee in here yeah so uh, john mertram though and joe, morning joe making the point you use vermin you're full on mussolini they're on to mussolini now not so much saying hitler anymore they've centered in on we're voting for mussolini now all right uh, coming up we're going to talk with michael graham former talk show host now he heads up inside sources nationally the local iteration is a place where you're going to get stuff that nobody else provides time after time after time DelawareValleyJournal.com, where I write and uh, where uh, Linda Stein and others that we have on, you'll find their coverage, particularly of the suburbs, to be second to none. Much different than, oh, I don't know, the Inquirer. He was asked and did go, and I think it's 43 minutes, to that film put together of outtakes from the body cams of Hamas and also from their social media, what they put up that they were doing to babies and the torture and all that. What was it like to sit through those 48 minutes? And uh, how do you feel after seeing that? Because we're not out of this. This is just going to continue with Hamas, uh, particularly uh, here locally. I got a story about donors today making national news in Penn. All right, Dom Giordano Show, jump in, 855-839-1210. Let's talk uh, first, though about Rescue Natural Supplements. Unprecedented Black Friday sale is back again. This year, the savings are bigger. They're better than ever. And right now, they're slashing prices on all supplements with discounts ranging from 50 to an incredible 80% off the total cost. Rescue has a wide array of products to address your health needs, including immunity and cholesterol support, heart health, and natural energy enhancers. That's 50% off omega-3s, probiotics, and so much more. One more thing. This Rescue Black Friday sale will run the entire month of November. So shop today at res-q.com, res-q.com, or call a rescue product consultant, 800-26-ALIVE, 800-262-5483. Again, all rescue supplements are 50 to 80% off during the entire month of November. So why wait? Start shopping at res-q.com. Do it today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Big issues, big guest. Um, you know that we're not going to see the end of this is right in front of us. The battle going on in Gaza for quite some time. But as time churns on... You have people, even now, and it's only, what, a month and change since the savage attack on October 7th, of trying to diminish, trying to chip away, chip, 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 from what actually happened. Where the best summation is, this wasn't just a bunch of outliers who in the you know, horror of war went off the deep end and did what they did. No, this was the strategy. This is what they were proud of. So Michael Graham, who, as I said, is a managing editor of Inside Sources, insidesources.com, and uh, he wrote this piece for where I write, DelawareValleyJournal.com, where particularly stories like this and story, I haven't seen the Inquirer, I guess they didn't send anybody over to the event that happened here last week, last Thursday, where there was a viewing that I couldn't make. Let's go to Michael Graham, find out what he found out when he watched this. Hey, Michael, welcome back to town. Thanks for joining us. It's always a pleasure to be on your show, Dom. It really is. Although the topic is pretty lousy, I got it. Yeah, exactly. And how long, I was invited to it here, but I was at the Jersey Shore on the Wales thing, so uh, I couldn't go. And on paper... I definitively wanted to go, was trying to move heaven and earth. But after reading what you've said, you know, I have some sense of, wow, 43 minutes or so of this. Yeah, uh, 43 minutes of video. And I want to be clear about something because there's been some pushback on the reporting that we've done at DelawareValleyJournal.com. This video wasn't IVF video. This video was taken, some of it, by the Hamas terrorists from their own GoPro. And some of it was from the victims themselves. And then the, you know, afterwards, the IDF or others or family members found the video or they found it on the phones. And then some of it was taken by, from first responders. I don't know that they're necessarily military. The, uh, Israel has this group who go around rushing to scenes of, uh, you know, whether it's a car accident or whether it's a terrorist attack to provide aid. It's kind of like a... Uh, almost a volunteer EMT force, but it, you, mm-hmm. there's an additional layer of, in other words, you and I couldn't do it, Dom, but you don't have to be a doctor either. It's kind of in between. And so they had body cams. And so they were first to arrive on the scene. And so you saw what they saw. So this was not, you know, IDF generated footage and shoot themselves. This was found video. And uh, as I said in the piece, um, I'm open to the idea of on the one hand, on the other as a journalist, but it's hard to find the on the other when the other hand is holding a garden tool and trying to hack the bot, the head off of an Israeli body. I don't know what the other hand is in that case. That is so beautifully put in your piece and people can find it. Just go to DelawareValleyJournal.com where they can Google it with Michael Graham and uh, Michael, the, the people that uh, invited me in their invite. They made the point of exactly what you're saying. There's all sorts of elements out there trying to diminish this, chip away at it. Mm-hmm. And we need people of influence like you, certainly nationally now, 
and somebody who manages, managing editor, outfits like the Delaware Valley Journal to give witness to what you have now seen that is documented, even discounting the IDF. It's documented. This is not made up. They were proud of it. And I always want to, you know, it's easy to, or not easy, it's human nature to focus on the horror, the, you know, the true right. horror. And there was plenty of that. And um, my wife, who happens to be Jewish, she uh, has been having nightmares after finding out about the media coverage of putting an infant inside an oven and, you know, and turning the oven on, which is one of the horrific things that happened. They just, you hear it, you can't believe it, whatever. But I think what's more telling was some of the stuff that wasn't as horrific to watch from a blood, like it wasn't bloody, but it was the motive of the people doing it. For example, one of the uh, Hamas guys had a GoPro as he went through an elementary school and you had the camera that was inside the elementary school. That's like the, whatever, like the rain camera or the, you know what I mean? Like a, oh, yeah. a regular inside the, so, so you had the two shots. You had the shot of the room where one of the teachers or maybe an older student was trying to hide. It was hard to tell who it was. And so you saw that view from the corner, upper corner of the room, you know, this, this camera they used to you know, monitor their facility at this elementary school. And then you had the body pro camera of the guy coming in. He wasn't at that school because there was a Mossad cell hidden underneath, like there is in the hospital in Gaza. He wasn't there because he thought that there might be some IDF soldiers, you know, behind the wall. He was there because it had children in it. He was hunting children, and you followed him through the halls on his hunt. And when it hit me, what I was seeing, it was just so, this guy is doing, I mean, this isn't a, whatever, you know, everyone can imagine a scene where you're in a bar and someone says something and you get angry in a flash of anger, you do something, you punch someone, you hit someone, maybe you stab them, whatever, you know. This guy was hunting children for the purpose of hunting children there was no doubt about it that's why he was there and that to me is more telling than some of the more graphic and horrifying scenes that were on the video you think it's fair to say though if you press them if you or i press them is what we've done these years and what you're doing now these college mm-hmm. students that are supportive of hamas there's often ignorance there and there's often just it's something to do i realize to some degree but some of them, if press, will actually say it if you stay at it long enough. Yeah, we did that. And it's a tit for tat with what the Israelis are doing. I haven't right. seen, I've only seen a two minute compilation of things like this. And to the point of what you were talking about, no, there's no comparison here. We, you are completely an outlier. Yet it seems as if as each day goes by, that sentiment is churning up. There are two ideas that I think are feeding that. One is the idea that if you have power, you are the bad guy, or you're at least right. morally suspect. And Israel has the power. Why do they have the power, by the way? Because the communities around them have chosen to try to destroy Israel instead of building their own power. I mean, trust me, you want to really annoy Israel? Put a thriving uh, you know, Silicon Valley-style community in Gaza to compete with them for, you know, international tech, that would be a real pain. Yeah, exactly. That would be bad. But no, no, they don't want to do that. They want to kill. And then the other thing that's happened is this notion that all violence is equal. And therefore, if you drop a bomb and it kills someone who's innocent, 
and the Nazis drop a bomb and it kills someone who's innocent, that those are the same moral actions. I, this is going to be odd, Don, but I want to bounce over to a story. Did you see the story the other day? The, uh, the, a guy, I think he was in New York, used a gun to stop a robbery. Yes. Stopped a woman from getting gun. And she complained. Yes. Stopped. Why would you put a gun? You used a gun. That's terrible. That's a gun. Guns are evil. Like, yes. He was using exactly. a gun to stop you from the immoral application of force to your harm. He was using his violence to stop the amoral violence against you. And she could not see the difference. Back when I was doing talk radio in Atlanta, there was a story of a woman who was hiding in her crawl space with her children when a guy broke into their house. And when he opened the crawl space, she killed him. And there was an anti-gun protest a few days later. And a reporter asked a woman, well, what about that case? Well, if it had been me, I would have just let him rape me and kill me because I could never use violence. Well, then you shouldn't be alive. You're an idiot. <laughs> you, failed bio- you failed evolution. Yes, one in exactly. Evolution is self-preservation. You are allowed to use violence to stay alive. And this is where these people are. They, they're so lost on the fundamental intellectual building blocks of what it means to be a modern, civilized human that they've lost the thread of that. When you are looking at I'm hunting babies in a hospital as equivalent to I dropped a bomb on Hamas, and unfortunately the guy was hiding near babies. Once you lost that, then you're, I don't know how you engage in civilized thought anymore. Now, I wanted to turn to locally Delaware Valley Journal, the coverage uh, second to none of what's happening in the suburbs, particularly right. the Central Bucks School Board. Uh, which I, you know, have interviewed everybody there, and I, I'm just mm-hmm. really disappointed what happened there because the media, meaning the Inquirer and WHYY, among others, the story mm-hmm. they told versus Delaware Valley Journal uh, is, is amazing. You talk about demonization. Yes, they did try to keep certain books out of the mm-hmm. libraries, but it was very limited, very methodical, Michael, in, in going about it day to day, and yet. They lost big time. It is frustrating. I think there were two uh, things at work here. One is, as you said, the media coverage. You could not, if you could get the voters one-on-one and say, look at this book, see the images in it. Mm -hmm. This is in a middle school. Is that good or bad? It would be 80%. That's bad, you know. Uh, And then you could follow up with the 20% of a look. If you want to buy your 12-year-old this book of, you know, oral sex, you, you know, that's, you go right ahead, but does that have to be in the library? Couldn't we, how about the other parents? And I bet you'd have 90% at that point, but you couldn't get that conversation because the inquirer and WHY intentionally misled people into uh, about the story. They intentionally, you know, uh, threw dirt in the air. They wanted you to think that the book that was getting banned was to kill a mockingbird, which by the way is getting banned. It's getting banned by the kind of people who want to put the oral sex book in your school. They want to kill a mockingbird out and oral sex in. In fact, so Del- Delaware Valley Journal had that first. And I always point to that. Those were progressive people banning to kill a mockingbird because they said it's a white savior complex, arguably the number one book that Americans are fond of. The other side is, I think that the people who are tr- uh, part of the parents' rights movement you need to take this opportunity to recalibrate, to acknowledge you're fighting on enemy territory. You're the guy who's at the, you know, uh, the vegan international gathering 
and you're selling ribs. And there are many people there who like ribs. They don't know they're allowed to say it because they're worried about the other people around them. And if your messaging is too strong, if it's too pungent, if it's too uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, combative, you're going to drive away would-be uh, allies. Now, many people will say, and as a former talk show host, I have this conversation a lot. I'm sure you do, Dom. The facts should be enough. And I agree with you. The facts should be enough. But they're not. This is reality. This is the world we're in. And I would really think, I, I think... A, a good lesson to take away, regardless of what you think of her as a candidate or her, of her position, the way Nikki Haley talks about abortion is a model for the way that a person who has strongly held beliefs that they know many people don't share, in my opinion, if you're trying to persuade them, you should talk about it. Now, if you're just trying to annoy them, if you want to defeat them intellectually, you want to win the debate, then that's a totally different thing. But if you want people to show up and give you their vote and trust you with their vote, I would watch the Nikki Haley model where you acknowledge that there are more than one side. You acknowledge that some of the things people have heard you know, are disturbing. And then you address them and you say, well, actually, what you heard wasn't quite right. And here are the facts and more on persuasion rather than than punching in the face. Now, of course, as a talk radio host, my job was face punching, Dom. <laughs> so I stuck with that myself. We, we share. No, I, 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 I urge people to ignore my uh, example. Yes. Do not follow my example. I say the same thing, Michael. Great piece, though. Great observations. And DelawareValleyJournal.com delivers uh, more we stories. Op-ed com- we have a great op-ed coming out tomorrow by a certain, I forget the guy's name, uh, <laughs> Ram Giovanni, Giovanni, something, I don't know, some Italian guy. Uh, and it's going to be out about Central Bucks and that election. And I can't wait for everyone to read it tomorrow at DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thank you, Michael. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it very Thank much. Thank you. Michael Graham here on Talk Radio 1210. Yeah, I did write about the Central Bucks and my thoughts and how it developed. Uh, difficult to take that defeat. All right, great side question today, 855-839-1210. Coming up, the NJEA. You can't make this up. They don't want a basic competency test. Now, you know about that for kids, right? Now the basic competency test is for teachers. I'm talking. Simple math, reading, writing. Why should teachers have to take that in order to be certified as teachers? That's what they're saying. In addition to which, they're back from their convention where Drag Queen Story Hour and Drag Queens were the centerpiece in Atlantic City. All right, 855-839-1210. We'll get you in. Let's uh, talk FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers Stay Hot on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Make your own bets, same game parlays, live betting, it's all there. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. I really like the FanDuel app. Easy to use, wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Dom. FanDuel.com slash Dom, D-O-M, this NFL season. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 1210 WPHT. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Get to be 21-plus, present in Pennsylvania. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Tom Giordano Show. Welcome in, everyone. 855-839-1210. So San Francisco finally cleans up. And Gavin Newsom, we'll play you him in a moment, says uh, nothing to see here. He defends the timing of the cleanup. All-out cleanup. Even planting flower beds and putting plywood over things and moving the homeless out. How about that part of the cleanup? Uh, drug rings moved out. Why? Putting up a wall. Well, not a, a brick and concrete wall, but a wall of um, uh, what iron and steel around where the visit will be of Xi, the Chinese brutal existential threat dictator, rolling over Joe Biden again and trying to get a bone from him to say, see, I got that from China. Here's Gavin Newsom, though, defending why get rid of the homeless, the drug dealers, the mess, literal, in the street? Here's Gavin Newsom's argument about what they're doing. I know folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. What different conversations are you having here? Okay. Uh, this is the old stuff. What's the matter, Dom? Come on. They're having a big guest coming. So um, all those people who pay unbelievable rates to live in uh, San Francisco, I have not been uh, since the last uh, we did a shows out of San Francisco. I have not been to San Francisco since then. And when we were there, we were only there a little bit. It didn't seem horrible then. But the daily footage, the stuff that you see now, it has been taken over. And you have people that just love living in San Francisco. So seemingly they're willing to pay anything and put up with it. On that level, <laughs> it seems to be as bad as Philadelphia. Now, the new mayor, Sherelle Parker, has said, yeah, cleaning up uh, 24 hours a day is what we're going to be doing. But here in San Francisco, they're actually removing the homeless removing drug dealers, suddenly they have the legal ability to do that. They have found the way to do that, or they're just doing it. And you heard Gavin Newsom. Come on now. We got a big visitor coming here. And with uh, the dictator of China coming here again, it just underlines, keeping our eye on the ball, where the real threat is, how big of a threat they are. With him here on terra firma, at least on Friday, with Biden, how are we doing against him? And the answer is not very well. Extremely not very well in every regard that I can think of. All right, I mentioned the uh, New Jersey Teachers Union. That's the NJEA. They released a statement over the weekend that would lower the bar for aspiring teachers. And they want allies to write letters to the governor expressing support. We need you to take action. Last year, New Jersey eliminated the uh, ed TPA, a barrier to becoming a certified teacher. Now it's time to eliminate another barrier, the basic skills test for teachers. And what's the reason why they say this? And I looked at some of the questions. These are basic skills to be a teacher. Reading, writing, math, but basic, very basic. Thinks maybe 
any high school graduate, even in a place like Philadelphia, well, come on, Dom, that's a stretch now, would be able to do this. Maybe even some sophomores. Why shouldn't teachers be able to do it? And the answer is, they say, because black and Latino teachers-to-be do not do as well on this, fail, in other words, uh, versus white teacher candidates, uh, black, Latino, and white test takers proves a bias. Uh, that uh, the failure to pass a basic literacy test in numbers that they've seen here means that we should get rid of the literacy test in order to be diverse. How do you just roll stuff out like this? We, we just saw the election in Jersey day after day, and it's, it's build a basic skills test, Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S. You can take a look at it. And you tell me these are not basic skills. Now, the NJEA's, uh, NJEA has come on before. I don't know if they come on to defend this. They were too busy. The big annual convention and the two biggest exhibits were a multitude of drag queens that were there telling teachers how to do a better drag queen story hour. And another exhibit apparently talking about book banning and how to stop it. This is what they're reduced to. All right, big uh, one o'clock hour coming up. Are we seeing a day of reckoning? Marinda Devine has a piece today about people, new jobs for the federal government, eight more attorneys, because tens of thousands of people potentially are suing the federal government and other governments because they were forced to take the COVID vaccine and they had really ill effects. The point is the government forced them to do it. There was nothing else to do or they'd be fired. We'll give you that. Alan Dershowitz here at 2 o'clock here on Talk Radio 1210. Tom Giordano. Weekdays 9 till noon on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.